Welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, some kind of Star Trek pod thing. I am introing episode 132. Woo! Go us. We survived another year, day, however long this seems. Listen, Listen every day is a victory, that's fine. Yes, yes, yes. As usual, my name is Ames. As you've come to expect, my name is Caitlin. My name be Jake. This is Chris. And I'm special guest star Andy Hicks, and I am Chris's secret brother he never knew about. Whoa! Whoa! I know! It must be season seven of TNG, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Family out the wazoo this season so far. Speaking of this season so far, we are covering uh, today the episodes Dark Page and Attached. page a lot so this one will be fun oh me too actually uh we meet the cairn which is a telepathic species who are learning how to speak vocally so that they can talk with other human beings is that actually how it's spelled cairn yes that's the same as that's what toto was toto and a cairn terrier terrier. i think it's also that what you what you name things on a mountain when you're trying to find your path oh you, you lay a, a little mound of rocks called a cairn. Interesting. But Come anyway. On. Sorry. Beside the point. Besides the cairn people, who Luoxana is around because she can communicate with them telepathically while teaching them how to speak using their mouthpieces, we meet Maquez? Maquez? I think it was like Maquez. Ma- or Maquez? Or, yeah, Maquez, sure. I, I remember writing it down, and when I first heard it, I was like, that does not look, that does not sound like what it looks like. We met the Marquis. Great. <laughs> Yeah, um, it, it did feel like they pronounced it. Oh, it's like Maquis. I think it was Maquis. Maquis sounds, sounds right. right. Maquis is learning how to speak. His daughter Hedril is their number one student learning this thing. And, and she's Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, played by a young, very young Kristen Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. So Luoxana is here. She's trying to set up her daughter as she does every fucking time we see her. It doesn't take. But Luoxana is also starting to feel all headachey and weird and. And doesn't like it very much. And all of a sudden, in the middle of hanging out by a pond, she just passes out. <laughs> and they say, fuck, that's not good. Let's see if we can figure out what, what happened with you. Because Troy has figured out that there's this thing that help that um, the Betazoids go through where if they're trying to repress a memory or something, they naturally just go into comas. That sounds right? Sure. So she's digging around into her mother's history. She learns through looking at her mother's journals that there's like seven years missing that have been deleted. And instead of looking into that, they decide to do this seance thing instead. <laughs> uh, so Mequiz, Maquez, I've forgotten it already, is, is helping to connect the unconscious Loaxana with Diana so that Diana can kind of go into her mother's mind and root out what this problem is. Very Phantasm style from last week of just going through your dreams and finding the imagery and stuff. Mm. And we see a wolf, and it's very cute. And we see well, Diana's father... Who's fine. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, fairly cute. Fair, cute enough. Not as cute don't as the puppy. Decent singing voice. Don't know, don't know how he and Loxana got along. Was he also playing Maquis? Maquis? No. I'm just going to call him MapQuest from now on. No, that's, yeah, a, that's no, an different entirely actor. different act. I feel like they Map looked Quest. similar. No, in fact, I have a note about that later. But anyway. Oh, okay, fantastic. Um, and we finally, we get deep enough into Loxana's subconscious that we find Pedril, the young girl that we've been teaching, looks an awful lot like... Luoxana's firstborn child, Kestra, who Diana knew nothing about. And she's wondering, who the fuck is this chick? Why don't I remember having a fucking sister mom? And oh, it's because, whoops, she drowned. A sister mom? Sister mom. Yeah. Holy shit. It's the, that's the follow-up season to Sister Wives. Yeah. It's the way of the beta set. I hear you. So basically, the, they wake up Luoxana. They're able to deal with the trauma of having lost a child in a, in a very nice and loving way. And they had a cute bonding moment. The end. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah. I feel like yeah. there was some end science that got scienced in there at some point. Like, something about neurotransmitters. Like meta, 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 meta conscience. Meta conscious. Or yes. meta. Something. Yeah. Like. So I, I unfortunately, this is an episode I have never seen, but had spoiled the ending for myself several years ago. 
How did that happen? Like on purpose? How does that happen? I, 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 completely by accident. I was tooling around memory beta, which I think we've mentioned before is like, it's like memory alpha, but it also includes information from like books <laughs> so and comics. Memory alpha, but more cucky. <laughs> it's a total soy boy but it, but it has you know information from comics and other yeah. things and so it mentioned oh on the crew of some ship and there was this Troy I'd never heard of and I was like oh maybe it's like her and Riker's kid or something and I click on it and it's like no no it's an alternate timeline where Deanna's secret sister survived and I had to go I'm sorry what ah. so I unfortunately sat there the whole episode knowing what was going to happen even though I'd never seen it and I was like god damn it well, yeah. just last week we found out Jordy has a mom, so... You know, a lot <laughs> oh, of, no. Seriously. A lot, of, a lot of weird family well, they, stuff they, coming they, out of the woodwork. They've they mentioned her in passing before. I mean, everybody's no. everybody's got a mom. Yeah, I would have seen a joke. Yeah. I, I, you so, see, there's humor. I'm tempting. Well, uh, you should try a little, attempting. Try a little really harder. Shy, you didn't terrible. quite... I like that... So, this really kind of comes full circle on the Deanna's accent yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> Considering she didn't get it from her mom, who mm. sounds generically American and she didn't get it from her dad who sounds generically American where did she get her weird alien accent from apparently when she demanded of Rick Berman to know because she had said like so wait a minute where did my accent come from I don't know I guess your father maybe when you know they first introduced Waxana so then when they cast the father she said you know uh, stormed to his office and what the fuck Rick said I don't know you went to boarding school (laughs) fancy beta Z boarding school because you if that if that actually happened you could see like Waxana maybe like working hard to get rid of her weird accent because I'm guessing that America like that Americans well, Americans, but human beings in general are probably still mildly super xenophobic. So maybe it was her way of trying to fit in better into the culture slash bang her way through the the, the world. I don't know. Yeah, which is what her mom wants her to do. Yeah, well, I'm thinking, like, the Universal Translator would probably just translate, like, however you're expecting, mm. right? So, you know, Luxana's probably speaking Betazoid the whole time. Troy, you're... That... Bothered me this time, too, and it's weird because I hadn't seen this episode since it first aired. Like, I was 14 last time I saw this episode, right? Uh, So watching it again, like, that, like, pinged in my brain of something like, wait a minute, what the hell? Because I'd always assumed that, like, Troy had come from, like... Greek South America or something. I don't know. With like whatever that accent is. It's yeah, sort of like, it's a good way to describe it. Greece invades Argentina in the 22nd century or something. And then like that's where she's from. And there's right? like a so, British expatriate community as well. Yeah. Well, but that makes sense yeah. though. Because when you listen like, to folks in like South Africa, there's definitely like an English but also like a Dutch. Well, totally, like, yeah. Well, that's like a colonial. Mm. But I think the most... But still, most, the point right. is... In, anyway. most, in yeah. most countries when they teach them English, they're learning... British, British English. English. Yeah. That's true. So they, Do they have to have the accent? Well, it depends on who their teacher oh, was, but they might have it. Well, didn't you, didn't you have a... I had a classmate yeah. at VU who was from India, and she learned English from someone who... I assume this is what you're talking about? No, there was somebody... I, maybe it wasn't you, but someone had a student that would come in their office a lot who was, like, South American, but had learned from a Scot. Oh, yes, And had a really yes. thick Scottish yep. bro. That was in my last job, yeah. Oh, okay, that's what it was. Yeah, he yes. had learned English. I, well, I think they maybe had moved to, or or maybe their neighbors were Scottish, and that's where he learned English. Either way, yeah, he was totally South America, uh, South American, but had the brogiest brogue that ever did brogue. That's got to be fascinating to watch. It was cool. But you know what? I accept your head Andy. Yeah, it's that works. just that Loxana is being translated. So yeah, I love that as a as an idea. I'd never yeah. thought of that. And I also just love the idea that like just before like the big world government started, all these random countries that had no problem with each other just started like beating each other up. Like I just love. Oh that. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. clearly. So yeah, I mean, so this just at random out of nowhere. Like, is anyone seen Red Dwarf? Yes, not all of it, but a good chunk of it. I think I've seen two episodes. Was one of them the uh, the episode where Lister got the space flu and his head like expanded and got these weird? Okay, it's the no. exact same makeup as the McKean. Oh, right. ah. that's funny. Whatever, exact. So like he takes his hat off and he's got this like big like bulging thing going up there, <laughs> and it eventually explodes and oh, feels no. better. <laughs> no, he's like, no, I feel so good, man. It's great. So he's happy because <laughs> his flu broke. And I'm, I'm watching this episode again. I'm like, dude looks like he 
he's got the Lister space flu. Oh, God, he does. Yep. And they did. It was space mumps, according space to Google. Space mumps. Oh, no. yeah. Well, which they had eradicated, but then all those fucking anti-vaxxers. Right. Right. Actually, it's almost like one of the can fucked a um, telosian. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Um, the old ones, though, not the new ones. No. Yeah, so these people fascinate me, right? Because... Yeah, so they're a, a, they're o- their only communication foreign communication natively is Telepathy. using the old brain box, but they m- must have at one point in their evolutionary history had speech because they have names. Well, not just that. How did they know that her name is Hedril? God fucking damn it, Star Trek. They, yeah, well, they have. So maybe. Well, I can I can say that maybe the names were just something they came up with recently for themselves don't know maybe maybe like when because they, they say that they communicate with images mm. so maybe like the image that they used for her was somebody drilling into somebody else's head <laughs> uh, well, like yeah, data's weird dreams i thought i it, it, to me it sounded like they were saying hedro whatever hedro but um but yeah no but they have like mouths that can are capable of speech. Yeah, but they're also capable of eating food. So yeah, that's what but, mouths are for. Yeah, but they're why would they have vocal cords they, if they never have? Here's the, here's my question: Do they have vocal cords, or are they learning to speak through some other way? Because whenever they spoke, they use some kind of effect on them. I thought yeah. it was just like enhance. I thought it was a. Yeah, my impression was that like it was enhancing their because they probably had very we had weak a, vocal cords. Yeah, no, Hedra did specifically say that. Like, they had that throwaway line. It's like talking to Jordy about his visor. Oh, it helps me. He's like, oh, like my whatever helps me speak. So oh, I totally missed that line. They probably do. I mean, they they have their mouths when they spoke. I mean, so. it is likely it like they speaker. spoke once. Because, again, you figure the telepathy aspect would evolve later. But it does sound like the vocal cords have begun to atrophy. Yeah, over I feel like if, you're, if you didn't also have to use your mouth for eating, it would look more like a garbage disposal with like, <laughs> like a sarlacc. <laughs> you know? Or even just like a shark. Yeah, just rows yeah, upon rows true, of teeth, yeah. more efficient. I don't see enough shark species in Star Trek. That's true. Mm-hmm. There are only those horrible fish monsters that Worf thought were handsome. <laughs> <laughs> species yes. or whatever. I think the problem is handsome that, like, if, if they'd had, like, big rows of teeth or, like, you know, no mouths or whatever, then it's like, you know, wow, okay, Troy's sister, like, <laughs> looked weird. Yeah. <laughs> and also, the we know that the, or we believe, I think, that the... Precursor aliens from the chase spoke. Mm, true. So the, and these people are clearly uh, an offshoot of that. So. Well, I think actually, I meant to say this earlier when we're talking about the makeup, I think they're actually just an offshoot of the species from uh, Violations. Because they have the oh, same, guys, like, yeah. like, where they've got the puffy area, that's where they had, like, sort of their weird, craggy, like, mm. yeah. they were or just... Forced them to have a mullet kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. that's right. They still had weird haircuts in this one, too, because, again, they had the same area. It was just, instead of being puffy, it was craggy. Yeah. And they have a habit of showing up creepily in women's bedrooms without announcing themselves. Yes, this was well. true. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, this, this though, you know, this is. That was a hospital. It's, it's kind of yeah, cliche. I was say that. Technically, it was sick bay. Star Trek gets a lot of flack for being like, "Oh, the makeup is always just some different thing on the head," but it's absolutely true. Like, <laughs> it's so bad. Like, there's so like, oh, there's no creates. Was terrible. It looked like it was gonna fall off. After but yeah, that. I was gonna say because they obviously like didn't shave well. her hair because probably. They were like, she's got other engagements. This is our young, like... Yeah, yeah. this is our meal ticket. She's got to go film a, a scene as a vampire in a couple of days, nice. probably. No, it's around the same time. Oh. Oh. Was she in Interview for a Vampire? She was the girl in Interview for a Vampire. Oh, I didn't see I didn't oh, know that. I've, so, I've, I've legit that never earlier. seen it, so... Oh, it was earlier than this. Oh, was it? Thank well, yeah, I, I feel like it, it was would, after. Was... It would make sense if it was earlier only because I got the impression that, like, the girl in that was really young. Like, when exceptionally did, inappropriately yeah, when young. When did Vampire come out? Because this was late 1993 at this point. Mm. For Dark so, Page. I want to say it was 94 or 95. It was the first R-rated movie I snuck into. I'll Ooh, say that. Nice. So that tells you how old I am. How old was but, Sneaky Andy? Uh, I was like 15 or so. So it would have been about 15 or 16. So it would have been around that time. Maybe. But like that that could have been it. Because her character's hair, at one point she cuts it all off and it grows back magically. Right? Mm. And it's like, oh, so they could not possibly have shaved her. I'm guessing. Right. Came out November 94, so I mean, they oh, might have shit. been filming. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Especially because movies have much longer post-production periods. So. True. Yeah. 
Well, Andy got us there. Mm. But yeah, I just remember just being like, because at first it was funny when she mentioned, I know you said you missed the thing where she was talking about the enhancer, Mm. but at first when she gestured, I thought she was talking about the thing on her head because I was like, oh, that looks like shit. Oh, that explains it. It's not actually. And then it was Mm. like, oh no, that is just part of your head. Your poor head. They didn't nice blend work. it as well as they did with. Uh, well, again, it's because they literally just naked. had to like clump it onto her fucking hair. They probably yeah. actually shaved his head. Yeah, you think you they would have like stuck her hair under a bald cap or something and just built on top of that? Yeah, yeah. whatevs. There's only so many things what you have. can do. Well, because the other thing too is that she had to appear without them. Oh right, in the it, dreams. In the dreams. Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah, so you can't like shave it off either. Yeah, unless you. But you could have had. Two wigs, yeah. One with the cutout and one without. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because they that. wig, they wig nearly everybody. Yeah, yeah. They wigged Bev for a couple of years, so, as we discovered. It makes me so angry. I just on her behalf. I do kind of. I didn't think about this while I was watching it, but having said now, like I kind of wonder how much of this was built on the expectations they figure we would have had as the audience based on previous episodes like violations yeah where it's like a lot of it's like oh, oh yeah. what's he up to it's like honestly nothing he's genuinely trying to help and just doesn't know how to not be weird yeah oh, and he really played <laughs> exactly. that up because he just keeps doing that intense stare shit and you're yeah. just like yeah there's no way you're not up to well yeah, he also something. can't he also struggles a whole lot with trying to communicate oh, his intentions because he doesn't have the language for it and speaking of which it was good I liked that really you guys <laughs> liked fucking listening to them struggle to speak fucking English? I actually kind of did. I actually <laughs> oh made a note that God. I thought it was just, it made it very slow, it but did. I don't think It was a nice it touch, didn't, It didn't slow yeah. the pace of the episode in a way that I don't, I don't think was detrimental or anything, because the episode had everything it needed I think already. Yeah. I think for me it was the frequency of, um always said in the exact same tone, which I mean that is something human beings do, but I was just like bro, I can't. <sighs> we need to like speed this the fuck up. We need to... You need to come up with some words. Like, let's do this. And the thing is, like, that makes me sound like I'm probably a really xenophobic piece of shit. I have I have plenty of patience for folks in real life, but just, like, in my fantasy or whatever, I'm just like, can we just hurry it up? There's only 48 minutes. We don't need to pad it with this much um. Well, they may have, Please need, help. They may have needed to pad it. Well, like, then... That, that's a thing. Then, I, feel like, I feel like the one thing with this episode is it did take quite a while to get to it. No, I disagree. I, I mean, not I compared of, to anything else we watched this that's week. True. But I don't, I don't think there was anything in the episode that I, that a, 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 there was a point or anything. That I was like, why is this here or anything? Mm. Like, why are we stretching this well, out? I guess I would have liked I more of I the did, wolf. I would have liked wolf more wolf. of the, the wolf was very cute. I would like more of the what is triggering this episode for for Loxana because we get the sense that it was it it, initially they kind of like she's just burned out because she's been doing so much telepathy lately and she's not used to doing so you know even for beta z you know she's depleting her telepathy mana and then um, (laughs) somebody somebody get this woman a potion Um, (laughs) potion for hp oh sorry my bad but that's evidently not the cause it's is it just that Hedril reminded her of her dead daughter. Well, I think in particular what happened was she got especially overwhelmed when Hedril, like, jumped into the pond or fell into the pond. Right. And that makes sense considering how her daughter... Well, I, I think also... It could also be a combination with of the, drowning. the things. I, I also feel like part of it was, like, because their type of telepathy is so different from Beta Z telepathy... It was sort of unintentionally kind of cracking the wall she'd built in her psyche. Yeah, because it seemed like she really had to work a lot harder to maintain it because of how different it was and how it was like an onslaught of images as opposed... Oh, yeah. There and, was a... And because there was no barrier, like, it was just like, you're getting literally everything, I think. Yeah, there was a great conversation she was having with Maquez, whatever. <laughs> the Marquis. Uh, the Marquis of, of this Desaad. guy. Um, <laughs> where, where he's asking, like, what do you, what does what does privacy mean? And she has mm. to explain, like, oh, you we don't, like, speak each other's minds all fucking day. We don't know every single thing. Society would collapse. <laughs> there are things we don't know about each other, and that's great. Well, isn't that the next Speaking episode Speaking of, where let me tell you what my daughter. Yeah. Dark place. See, I was... I was dark page. I was... Yeah, but no, he was like, the dark place. I, I um... See, was, I, I don't know. Was, I wish it was last week, a little the dark bit. page from uh, Tristram Shandy. Yeah. Man. yeah. What was... What if God was one of us? What was I going to say? I was going to say something. Good question. I don't know. Slobbly. Dark place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Loxana Troy. Biggest problem I have with this episode, and honestly, a cardinal sin. Where was Mr. Home? 
Why wasn't he with? I her? I was I was very sad at his absence. The actor because wasn't they, available. That's true. And they needed it. him at yeah. home to send the picture along. Yeah. But he, and that was and here's here's my thing with it with you know Mr. Home not being here. Diana looking into oh what happened seven years or you know when I was seven or or however long before seven years before I was born what happened then blah 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 asking all her mom's friends. Mr. Home has a photo of the family. Well, no, but they mentioned talking to Mr. Home about like getting yeah, the diaries said, and stuff. Yeah, Why he, that, didn't he, he? He never said. By the way, there was a a, a crisis because seven years he doesn't seem like the type to volunteer extra no, information. Mr. Home is the world's greatest valet, and he knows that until Waxana volunteers the information or gives it up via telepathic bonding, that's a secret he's sworn to keep. She could be dying on a bed. Better than dying on the floor. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm just thinking of the crack know. fic I'm going to write called Home Alone. Better than yeah. Rascals. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> please, please write that. But yeah, I think, I think even if he'd been in the episode, there would have been a lot of like talking to him and, and him he, just doing yeah. like meaningful glances away but not being able to say anything. Yeah, I agree. I think that like, the, the absence of Mr. Home in this episode strangely helped it. Because otherwise, you sort of feel like he's in a position where he's just his presence like lacks a. This is this is the, the one time where it would actually be meaningful for him to say something. Yeah, right. And not like you know, thanks for the drink or whatever the one yeah. line he has in the entire series is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think his his presence would have kind of like detracted from it. Yeah, it would have slowed it down even more. We already had the language slowing us down an awful lot. Yeah. But I do exactly. love that he kept that photo, which was probably, you know, something he wasn't supposed to do, mm-hmm. but he did because he knew. Oh, yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. He's like, someday she'll want this because mm-hmm. I am the best valet ever. Mm-hmm. So I was... So two things really surprised me about this episode. One, when Deanna was trying to get Waxana to engage with her the avatar of what was the daughter's name? Kai, Kai? Kestra. Kestra. Remember, she's like, "Oh, you have to talk to her." Mm. I was very surprised she didn't get Waxana to write up a contract. <laughs> <laughs> I think that really would have helped. That, out the that is a standard procedure when it is. talking to your child. That's true. Um, I'm also surprised that Deanna actually seemed to do some legitimate psychologizing, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. It never happens. Um, it's shocking. Apparently, with with her clients, she just doesn't give a fuck. So. <laughs> it's only when it's personally meaningful. Yeah, yeah. she exactly. puts in the effort. Mm-hmm. I loved the eighties. on his tr- outfit in this. The silver jacket she yeah. wound up in that was amazing. It was so pretty, and I think Tiana yeah. even says, "Oh, she's not wearing clothes that she usually wears. Yeah. She's so muted, and it covers her bosom area and all this stuff." Which is I'm funny. Like, well, she looks great. Before that line, I'd already written the note. Like, oh my. Because I didn't like the outfit she wore at the mixer. It was that weird brown thing with the ugly skirt. And I was like, oh, what is that? But then she shows up in this fucking regal silver thing. And I was like, that should always be your costume. Mm. Yeah. She looked good. She showed up in that brown thing. And I was like, oh, honey, no. Uh, In the note, it says, oh, sweetie, what is that outfit? (laughs) So close. I wrote that Deanna was wearing a cute 90s outfit. At one point. Oh yeah, when she went to the uh, soiree. Oh, she needed yeah, a side yeah. ponytail. <laughs> oh, she did. <laughs> yeah, everybody else was in uniform at the at the party, but Deanna was in a little cocktail dress, which I thought was. Oh, yeah, it, it, was, it a, was like kind of ombre or something, wasn't yeah. it? Well, it was like a, I think it was like a blue and pink two tone. Yeah, I liked it. I thought that was single pretty. over one shoulder strap. Oh, thing. I love an asymmetrical. Shoulder. I was I was very glad they didn't just go down the route of letting her be Maquez's plaything or anything. Yeah, yeah, that, they, was, that, was, that, that was, was the first thing I wrote. That was oh, like no. that was like uh, not this Rian Johnson level subversion of expectations. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, I really did. I mean, because I I must have seen this episode before, but that thing it's I, been a very long time. But like, I totally was expecting those. People like I thought it was gonna be like uh, violations too violations, mm. but it was gonna actually be the little girl that was the mm. evil one or something. And nice, that's fun. Yeah. Oh, like imaginary um, friend. Like, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say like but that also one. violations. Yeah. Like we've run out of ideas. So we're just gonna slam two random season five episodes into each other. Yeah. <laughs> Love that idea. Yeah. But uh, but no, yeah. I'm actually glad that that they uh, rhymed me. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Is like. Because I, I knew what was actually going to happen. I was like, oh, I, I know what they're trying to do, but I know he's not evil, so I'm kind of, I'm losing some of the... Mm. Mm. 
the wanted attention. It just it reminded me of that quote that's been going around, like the the actor that plays Bran on Game of Thrones or whatever was on some talk show, and they're like, "Wow, how do you do that dead stare?" And he's like, "He's like, I'm supposed to wear glasses. I can't see shit." <laughs> <laughs> that's how. And it's like, oh. that's good. Um, I'll say this: I'm watching this with uh, my wife, who's not a huge Star Trek fan, but like, we'll watch it like. Dude, and you still married her? I, well, Don't look, ever tell her I said that. I'm, I'm just kidding. She's, Never play this episode for her. Yeah, no, she can't. I'm just kidding, Emma. <laughs> I think you're wonderful. Emma's great. Now, uh, she she's more of a Star Star Wars person, and I'm like, Star Wars is fine. I don't know. It's, you can be both. It can, it can be both. No, just, you can't. I just think it's funny to pretend that you can't. Fair. What did she um, think of Dark Page? She actually liked it, and I'm, I'm worried about this, because we're going into this, and she is seriously pregnant. Like, she's not just pregnant. She's very pregnant. She is Gracie level Star Trek. Like, <laughs> oh, I knew I knew that quote. Yeah. I was like, what is that? So, thank they you. are not the hell your whales. <laughs> so she's like, we're watching this. And I'm like, oh, crap. Right. Dead kid. That's uh, not. Fun. So I'm, I'm like, I warn her about it. <laughs> You're like, like, babe, are you sure? You don't want to, like, I don't know, go do anything else Exactly. Right now. No, for real. Mm. Like, I had to sort of warn her, like, look, do you want me to spoil this for you? There's, a, there's something that happened. The secret is something that could upset you. And she's like, oh, did, like, did Diana, like, it's Deanna. Oh, okay. Did, uh, <laughs> did Deanna's sister die? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. So she was warned. Like, she was totally warned Oh, shit. That. Is Emma beta Z? She's, no. Well, see, here, this is, like, halfway through the episode. And oh, she realized okay, there's right. this kid popping up. Who is this, right? Sure. And so, you know, I'm like, we're, we're cool. I'm like, how's she going to handle the final final scene here? Watching this. And she actually pointed out, and I'm, I'm kind of, like, getting her through it by kind of making fun of it. Being like, all right, like, look, our kid's not going to drown in two inches of water in a fake, like, you know, arboretum. <laughs> you never know. I know. Well, honestly, oh my God. Jesus. Jesus no, Ames, Christ. for real. What's wrong with you? I, I'm saying this knowing I Ames almost... Ames is like, did you see not Medea? Dude, Jesus. I, I almost drowned when I was two. Oh, no. In, like, the shallow part of the lake. Because my mother turned around for a second and then ran. So in that case, your family is resilient. She yeah, pretty much. Stuff. Okay, so we're good. <laughs> we're good. We're fine. You know, she I rescind out, my you joke. Know, got the got me breathing again, but like it was just a thing that happened. And uh, so I know that in the back of my head, but I'm kind of making fun of it. And she's like, I think that when she saw the kid in the arboretum fall into the the fake pond, that's. What we're seeing in the flashback is more representational of what actually happened. And yeah. that it was actually a a lake or an ocean or something or a pool or something that actually... Yeah, that makes... That yeah, well, because I yeah. had the same problem at first. I was confused because, like, oh, this is our house on the lake. It's like, this is clearly a redressed Enterprise, <laughs> like, state room. And it, eventually, though, as it kept going, I was like, oh, it's it's yeah. like... Deanna's seeing the Enterprise, because that's sort of what she knows, but it's sort of merging with Loxana's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, you're not trying to trick us. This no. is this is like a weird mindscape yeah. thing. Yeah, so she, I mean, she, exa- exactly. Like, she basically figured out, like, this is kind of what, representing what we're seeing. And yeah. she actually thought that was really cool. And she's not somebody, she calls Star Trek The Next Generation, meetings in space, oh, right? That's the level. <laughs> So, which she's not wrong, but still fuck that. But um, <laughs> it is, it is. Uh, Mother of my child, hear that? No, they do spend um, a lot of time in the conference room. I mean, okay, all right, wait, wait. She's a Star yeah. Wars fan. Has she seen Episode Two? Where what? it's like I brought this up around her. I'm like, send it, dude. And she's like, like, no. I make a motion to elevate <laughs> Chancellor Shithole to the. It's a vote of no confidence. Oh, yes. As the eyes have it, and now we move on to other business. This is how democracy dies, with snoring and sadness. I'm going to reel this back into Star Trek. We have another one. We're already in the green. We're in the green? No. Well, we were halfway through the green when we started, to be honest. Okay, in that case, we're fine. Well, so last final thoughts, uh, though. Uh, So this, is this, I believe, our last TNG appearance of Luwaxana? I believe you're right. No, that's Uh, true. This was a good, another good Luwaxana Yeah, it's interesting. Like, she's one of those... I I had a tear in my eye at the end. Her breakdown during the climax is phenomenal. Yeah, Yeah, Majel does a great job. But no, she... uh, No, I mean, I, I think, I think, I think Loxana <laughs> as a character gets a lot of shit, and I can remember, like, as a kid, watching Star Trek, being like, ah. Oh. 
Dude, we gave Luxon a lot of shit. But like, like honestly, three seasons ago. Well, I know. Oh, well, here's the thing, though. Like, that's between right. this episode and... Half a Life. Half a Life. Well, that's where the turn started to happen. I mean, she made her I mean, the, the, one, the stupid one with Alexander was still kind of dumb, but... She but did it good also... But, but she did good. Say, but it also yeah. had a good message, a message, which was like, don't fucking live your life for anybody else, and like... I just... I got, what they were trying, I got what they were trying to do That's, with it. It was like it looked silly, but it, oh, I got what they were trying to do. With Alexander yeah. basically ruins that's everything. That's why Deanna told, didn't fine. tell her to do the contract because she already because Loxana already gave Deanna shit for <laughs> making right. Warframe a contract. Mm. Mm. Um, anyway, anyway, so yeah, I think overall. Looks on yeah. a solid character for, for the show. For yeah. an episode that I read that the the script like could not pick what fucking characters to focus on this episode, <laughs> it came out really good. Like originally it was supposed to be a crusher story, and then after that they went through every single combination of characters that they could think of until they settled on Deanna and Lawaxana. Like for a while it was Crusher and another doctor, or maybe it's a LaForge story. We're not sure. Oh, maybe God, it's no. Crusher and Troy. Wait, was it still gonna be was was Crusher gonna have a first kid? she'd never mentioned like yeah, something like that you really think that would have come up because picard would have known yeah like at least you can believe like all right what do you yes. think forced her to have the abortion <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. but like you could believe that that's that's no. the next episode actually you know like yeah all right so it seems a little far-fetched but then again mm. like the only people that know are loxana her late husband and mr home who as we've established is gonna take that to his grave if she tells him all right to. can we hold on is it home or home Home. I thought it was home. I thought it was home. But we've too. got we've got a lot of different pronunciations happening. I always I always said home. Home. Yeah, it's a, it's between home and home. So yeah, it's, it's home. 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 All right. I'd have to listen to someone say it in an episode. But um, so you can feel like all right, yeah. So I guess it's a bit of a stretch, but sure. Like yeah. two people knew, all right. But like if one of the people that knew was also Picard, it would be like, hold on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I have one final note. Yep. They used two wolves in the episode. Oh, um, dog. Their names were, oh yeah, the dog was a Pomeranian mix. But the two wolves, uh, their names were Teddy and Buck. Aww. And they also starred in Dances with Wolves and Aww. the Jungle Book. Were they the, They're the wolves? <gasps> were they the dancing wolves? I they think were. they were the dancing wolves. Oh, they were in Balto. I love that movie. Oh, the. <laughs> oh wait, oh. before Both we was animated. before we move was on it? though. Yes, it was. <laughs> you said Can't there was confirm. a note on the oh, father. Wait, yeah, on Maquez. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Diana's father. You said there was something. To oh do no, him. I have a note on uh, the the note is not on Diana's father. Oh, but, but right. Caitlin thought he was the same guy playing Maquez or Maquez or whatever the, the Marquis de Sade. Mattress um, His actor also <laughs> played Neural in Unification. The guy with the big underbite. Yeah. Oh shit! Uh, yeah. Okay. I actually just want to say that I think it's almost too bad that I don't want to say that I think it's too. I'm with you. Okay. I'm doing the nose thing. I'm I don't even you. know if I don't. Even, I, I think it's yeah. too bad that it didn't sort of work out with her and what's his face. Like I sort of feel like that actually. Not. I was gonna say I don't think that you are. I don't think anybody's with me. Not because of Waxana, but I, because I feel like I don't know. I just thought it would have been interesting, but only if she had been into it and started it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think it's cute that her mom I mean, keeps trying to, like... Everyone knows that Deanna and Worf are meant for each other, so... Oh, you don't know that yet? <laughs> Wait, but what were you going to say, Andy? I was going to say... You were with me, but then you weren't. What were you going to say? What I th- where I thought you were going was it would have been cool if uh, Maquis and, and her dad were played by the same actor in the same way that it would have been cool. And I don't think it was actually Kirsten Dunst. I don't think that would have been cool. See, I'm not with you. So. I would, honestly, I, like, the, the it mirroring would have been, that would have been involved fucking violations again. Uh, no. Right, because no, though she's there. falling in love with her dad. Okay, that's creepy. You're totally right. But the mirroring... Well, but she didn't fall in love the, with her dad. She did not. Absolutely so not. it yeah. would have been... I don't know. Yeah. I but I agree. I, I really yeah. thought they looked the same. I, not, I thought they looked yeah, very similar. Yeah. You know, this is like the first like telepathic or like person of that negotiator, whatever, uh, where Deanna either doesn't get violated by them or fall in love with them. Yeah, which is, which is pretty cool. I think that's cool. That's they're true. doing. They're, do, they're finally doing better with the Diana character. We'll see what else she, they do with her or the, or the rest yeah. of the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see if they do anything with the uh, Crusher character and explore her relationship with with Picard in any. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's talk about yeah. attached. Let me do cool. a. There's so little that happens in attached. I could probably do this in a <laughs> sentence. So we meet the Kesprit. There are people that may, made up of two societies: the Kes, who are seeking entrance to the Federation, and the Prit 
Great names, guys. Uh, who wants Also, they couldn't come up with a better name for the planet than just the name of the two people smushed together. Prick, they did a great pricks. job. Uh, I, I, I definitely heard Kiss Prick at first. <laughs> <laughs> kiss Prick 3. You hear Kiss Prick everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So the Prick want no contact at all with any other societies. They're just kind of... They want to be left alone, which... Is there right? But the cast want to be in, so they send Bev and Picard down there to go talk with the cast. But oh no, they get abducted by the Prit because the Prit think that they're, you know, doing something that's going to fuck up their entire planet if they join the Federation. And they're like, well, yeah, but it's going to affect the cast and not you guys. That's been the plan. But I guess we've got these new but fucking battery plugs in our necks right now that are helping us. Because I guess they were originally supposed to be like telling if they're telling the truth about things. I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah, it was like a mind mind reading, mind reading yeah. device. They, sort of they never get there because Picard and Bev escape and spend a while wandering around in caves, learning that these devices let them read each other's minds. Well, they finally get out. They start reading each other's minds some more and realizing, oh fuck, Picard has actually been in love with Bev for a while, but never did anything about it because she was married to Jack, his best friend, whom he killed. <laughs> and then it became weird. No one tell Wesley any of this. He'll figure out the ruse. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the Enterprise, Riker is dealing with Minister... Uh, no, I'm sorry. Ambassador Morick, who's getting all paranoid, saying, oh man, if you guys are down there with the with the Prit, then maybe you guys are Prit sympathizers, or I don't fucking know. This was all a big trick. You, got, you got to us to get to them. <laughs> we don't trust, trust you anymore, but we still want to be in the Federation. I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Riker's got a great scene where he has to tell Morick no, because there's no way you're entering the Federation yeah. now. I love that scene. So, yeah. fuck you. Give us Picard and Bev <laughs> back or and he th- starts threatening to print people or you know you, your place is going to be overrun with people trying to figure out what you did yeah. which you don't want so just give them back so they give them back and they take the things out of their necks and Picard and, and Bev have a kissy moment and decide no we're not into this but are we? No. But are we? <laughs> to be continued. Mm. Yeah. This was the final, I think this is the nail in the coffin for the Wesley theory. Mm. That Wesley's actually Picard's yeah. son. Yeah, oh. I was still holding that hope, but yeah, two not quick, anymore. Two quick notes about this episode. A, directed by Jonathan Frakes, which is why he shines like crazy in this. Yeah. Uh, Good to be the Written king. by, fuck, how do you pronounce this guy's name? Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan. Wait, what? <laughs> Nick Sagan His wrote son. It. Oh, okay. Yeah. I always say Sagan because I'm an idiot. You're not an idiot. No, no, I'm the worst. I, I I first saw the name Carl Sagan before I'd ever heard it spoken playing a game of apples to apples. And I pick up the card, I'm like, Carl Sagan. And everyone laughs at me for like 10 minutes. Well, your friends are just And now I hate him with a passion. And also his son can't fucking write Episodes. There are billions of stars in the universe, but not one person has messed up my name before. <laughs> I know, you can pronounce Tyler Sagan's it's name. <laughs> I know, but his name isn't, his names are like Tyler Seguin. Seguin. Listen, if you've, no, never, so, no if you've never heard it out loud and you've only seen it written yeah. down, yeah. I can see how that would happen. And so fuck all the haters. Indeed. Well, because I think theory. about, and I'm not kidding here, but like, you know, it was Chaim Saban. Who yeah, produced most of our childhood. Oh yeah, the I'm cartoon sorry. guy, Haim Saban, the cartoon guy. Yeah, he what also produced. Um, his company also like imported and produced Power Rangers. But did they produce this episode? I they possibly. All right, because um, my my whole thing was I I actually really like this episode, but I liked it better when I found it on my maiden aunt Linda's computer under her Ao3 account back in the day. Uh, it is the fanficiest fanficy yeah. thing yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it like goes nowhere and takes forever to do so. Yeah, and also it's just like we need to get Picard and Beverly together, so we're gonna do like some mind control, hurt comfort thing. And it's like, okay, great, that's fun. But I, I do enjoy the back and forth between them. They're they're playing well, super off, uh, super well off each other. I like the. It bit was with, really good. The chemistry was, was there. I thought super there. I yeah. love the bit with Riker where he's telling him off for being super paranoid. The big problem with this episode for me is I like everything that happens in it. The way you got there was that the Federation was once again really dumb and incompetent and thought, oh, these people should totally be part of the Federation. They're ready to join. 
they're totally like advanced enough to not yeah, hate each other for dumb reasons. Some kind like, of resource they yeah. wanted. Or we learn. We learn that this is the one society that isn't a unified society yeah. mm-hmm. that wants in on the Federation, which is interesting because it would mean like. Only a certain part of your planet would be in the Federation, and the Which other part we wouldn't talk to. Someone even says, like, I forget who, but someone in the conference room was like, this seems stupid. Imagine I if, thought that was Bev, wasn't that Bev? <laughs> Maybe Imagine it was. if when the yeah. when the when Earth joined the Federation, if Australia didn't want to. Because fuck Australia. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they, they, well, like I said, random things happen with the countries in the 22nd century. You know, Australia invades Guam for some reason. I don't know. Like, yeah. Well, it, it, there's been a meme going around of uh, talking about, you know, oh, you know, Earth 20, whatever. They got rid of New Zealand. The whole, the whole planet joins the Federation, except Britain. He's insisting on Britain. <laughs> do you... Do you you, I know you made a, just made a joke about New Zealand. Do you know if there's an entire the joke. thing about mm. maps that don't include yeah. New Zealand? I love it. <laughs> yeah, including first Didn't they make a joke on that on uh, last week tonight where John Oliver will send you New Zealand stickers that you can oh, add, that's right. that's uh, where we saw add that. to the maps that are missing New <laughs> that's Zealand? That's where we saw that. What was also, though, interesting about this episode was it wasn't just the whole, like, it's a very fanfic but it was also like, so we want to do one of those two prisoners handcuffed to each other thing. Like in the 39 Steps. Yeah, but yeah. we want to do it Spacey, so it's a weird plug in their spines that makes it. And if you walk more than three feet away, you have horrible yeah, nausea. So like, and yeah. I mean, the, the setup, the whole premise of the neck devices, it doesn't make a lot of sense because it is implied that they're some kind of like interrogation tool. Yeah, but clearly that's not what they are. Yeah, no. no. They were an interrogation. Like, what tool. are they going to do? There was interrogate one of them to get answers out of the other. There was there was a thing that I think got written out of the episode that a they would have become addicted to reading each other's minds or something that got dropped, but also that they'd kind of enter a hive mind. Oh, no. So I assume maybe with other people that could read their minds and like Ew. that way they'd so use the it Borg, as a. They became the Borg. They, I, this is the, I literally saw one sentence in reference mm. to this, so maybe. I'm picturing that ending with just like the camera panning out and just them hearing billions of voices and for some reason that Merry Christmas everybody that's in every Black Mirror episode playing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I actually, the stuff on the ship was far more fun for me. I oh like yeah. The ship stuff a lot. I thought, like the stuff like with the with the ambassador getting like progressively more paranoid and like kidding out his quarters with all that like surveillance oh, yes. equipment when Riker hilarious. tells him to take his junk with him I was like yes I love take that. that junk with you I love that equipment I'm like dude you're setting up like a, a Dalek 1960s base and you're seriously like, yeah no kidding <laughs> I love it no, it was great and like I don't know I just mm-hmm. I, I'm the planet if it weren't for the setup that oh we want to invite these people into the Federation, if it weren't for that setup to the episode, I really like the idea of this planet mm. because you know it's that whole Yangs and Cones thing. Yeah. Oh no, you know, Megazord uh, shit. Uh, but no, but it's done well in the yes. sense that it's like there's these two factions that they aren't really at war. It's a cold war. They just completely do not trust each other. Th- their planet is a planet-wide version of an episode of a sitcom. Where two people divide an apartment with two kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah chalk line That's down your the side, side, and this is my side. I mean, side. they even have like a force field. They do separating yeah. their. We their do sides. learn that there are Kess sympathizers in the Prit or something yeah. like that, yeah. and yeah. that's we, how we that's how they get out. out. Yeah, yeah. Which means yeah. that there's probably Prit sympathizers in with the Kess. As that well. wouldn't make it. How would that? Work? That would be hard. It's like I. <laughs> I'm with all these people, but I really wish I wasn't. <laughs> so like, well, you know why? Yeah. Because it's it's, it's probably kind of like the Koreas, right? Like mm. North Korea has no outside access, so they're not allowed to have anything. Well, remember, all also all we're told about the Prit is comes from, is, comes from the Kess, and they're clearly so the Kess. So the Kess are like, oh yeah, these people they're totally no, xenophobic because we're shown them being like, stop fucking calling our people. Yeah, Look at our stupid jokes. That doesn't necessarily mean they're xenophobic. That just means that they're they're uh, very paranoid yeah. and isolationist. I clearly just well, as well, a species. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean is isolationist. What I'm saying is like, if you live in, if you're a Kess, that mean in like they're you know trying to get in with the Federation. That means they have like open trade. They probably got cool shit. They got some bubble gum and some Coca Cola, and oh, they're like, like all right, we want to be part of the Federation. Meanwhile, the Prit are like. We don't have anything but like state funded television, and uh, uh, we would really like to not. They got those awesome bodysuits. <laughs> They're always ready to go scuba diving. I'm just oh, saying yeah. that having people 
uh, on I, print that would love to I, be with the cast makes a lot of sense because it's like they probably well I mean, we don't know I mean don't the print, get to enjoy the finer things the print I mean they have like Coca-Cola a good chunk of the planet <laughs> they just don't talk to anyone off it they probably got plenty of stuff they just what I like though is that basically no, what sustain, you yeah. what but, you but realize think about what you would miss. You wouldn't get any K-pop if you were in... <laughs> I, I, I just think it's... It it's sort of oversimplified to compare them to a very small country on it. They, they have a huge swath of the planet. We don't see their society much, but it's... I just assumed it's roughly 50-50. No, it's like 60-40. Or no, it's... Uh, I think it's like 60-40. I think they yeah, actually... Yeah, we do see a map at least. That? Well, no, they actually said it, I think. Because okay. I can't read a map, please. But, um... <laughs> But yeah, no, I think what's interesting, though, is that what you do realize through the course of the episode is that, like many Star Trek species, there is sort of a singular trait they all have, and it is extreme paranoia. It just manifests in different ways. You know, the Prit's paranoia is, everyone leave us alone! The Cass is like, can't trust anyone. Mm. (laughs) But then then when 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 they kidnap the Prit defense minister or whatever she was, she's just... Basically the same as the cast. Well, yeah, that's the with, thing. With her, like their paranoia turns out to be roughly the same. Yes, no, but I mean, in, in a larger sense, sure. it manifests different through different governmental choices. Mm. But yeah, that's what I mean. Like I love that at the end of the day, they're oh yeah, you're you're just the planet of paranoid people. Now, does the do the cast have warp travel? In theory, I to the print how, why yeah, would, how they else would they have contact with the federation i don't know unless they were just discovered i, I feel like they lived them alone yeah probably I mean, the kess invented it and the print were like oh keep that shit away from it us seems like some colonial bullshit that the federation's pulling <laughs> oh <laughs> definitely <laughs> like i said there's definitely something they want to uh yeah no they, they've got like dilithium or or yeah, this the is last straight up errand of mercy bullshit the the, the, the last orangina um, <laughs> i'm sorry uh, what spring in the galaxy <laughs> Is it Orangina or Orangina? It's Orangina. It's Orangina. Okay, it is? I, okay. I think Orangina is just what teenagers called it so they could get away with saying Gina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have the last Orangina spring in the galaxy. Um, so the two people they, on this planet, the Orange and the Gina. Yeah, <laughs> um, do they make Orangina anymore? Oh, yeah. I haven't oh, seen it in years. Yeah, I was going to say, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm more of a San Pellegrino person myself. Yeah. No, is that right? Is that the little cans of... There's a little soda can. They're just very, very sugary soda yeah. yeah yep cool yeah so i mean people in the 24th century have to be super advanced to be able to like walk around with you've got these things in your in your the backs of your neck where you can hear someone's thoughts and they can mm. hear your thoughts and you don't your brain automatically doesn't go to the most embarrassing thing you do seriously oh, yeah, yeah. Right. when when picard is scaling that wall and he's like what did, did you just think something think something it's like bev's like thinking what is butt <laughs> yeah exactly like, nice butt. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no you're right <laughs> take a bite out of it because that was my first thought was like oh god yeah. if i suddenly realized someone could read my mind i would have I would not be able to stop all my worst thoughts coming to the surface. Yeah. Picard, like, all the shit I do not need them to know. Picard's like, you know, just don't think it, don't think it. I killed your husband! Shit. <laughs> I, know. S- I seriously considered airlocking your son multiple times. Every day. She just is like, I know. I was always disappointed when his console exploded and he was alive afterwards. Bev's like, me too. <laughs> I sometimes wonder what it would be like to be with Mr. Wolf. He's got two of you now. Oh. That's definitely a me too for Bev. Um, I did. I did uh, think during this episode that only hearing half of the conversation started getting very tiresome. It was just like it was a joke that they just they did too many times. Yeah. So. The, the very ending where they're obviously obviously oh. joking about Riker's beard was kind of funny, but. Ooh. Oh, is that what they were doing? Because of the, is that what you call a beard? Maybe I don't. That was my, that was my assumption. I like it. it. Was funny. I was nowhere never joke about there. a man's beard. <laughs> well, uh, maybe Rikers. But I also didn't get the conceit very quickly because when the very, very, very first time that one of them says, "Did you say something?" No, I didn't say anything. They had just said something. Yeah, that confused mm-hmm. yeah, me too. Yeah, so it's like, like so, and the rest of the time, you never hear the actual thoughts. They only comment on them aloud afterwards. So I thought, did the first time was the first time a fluke, or and then you realize I realized later, oh, they must have thought something mm-hmm. else, yeah. and they just caught it in a bad way. Yeah, no, like I had the same thing where I actually I rewound to be like, did I miss some sound cue or something? Like, because I didn't know it was gonna do this whole. Mind reedy gubbins. Mm. 
sense. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that we kind of get a, not a resolution to, but a addressing of the obvious sexual tension there. You're glad? Mm. I'm, I'm glad that it's out. I was bored of it immediately. I don't know. I mean, well, it's it seems it was... forced and unnecessary, and they. I think I don't think they handled it well. I don't know. I think the whole idea that he had to kill her husband. Go on. Yeah. No, that like he had to like put his feelings aside because she was married to his friend was uh I don't know was nice I guess. I guess. It, it is nice. I just don't. I just, it didn't seem at all Genuine? interesting. Gen- I, I wish that they'd said something like, it, "I'm your commanding officer." We, this can't happen, and or something like that. Why not? That, he fucking you know? bangs all his other underlings well, on the we ship. We learned with, with Darren that it couldn't There's happen. That. Oh, that's right. fair. The, uh, he had to, be but he was still all gung ho at the end of the episode. Bash. Yeah. He had. He had Bash. Well, Bash wasn't, wasn't in his crew. You know. No, but he would have taken her on an away mission. My, my, oh, my no note. Yeah, he yeah. took her on an away mission. All right. I mean, they were on Risa. So. Mm. Note I have related to that. I didn't know you felt that way. Shut the fuck up, TNG. You've been seeding this for ages. <laughs> you know, it's funny when you consider that, like, Deanna's known about this from day one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Deanna's just like, I'll just sit on this information. Deanna can keep a secret. Yeah. yeah. Just like Waxana. Exactly. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's somewhere in the back of her mind like, that's going to drive her crazy one day. Uh, but you would think that, like, one day during Taekwon Yoga, they would, it would have come up. Uh... That, you know, oh, you know, during girl talk. I mean, never mind the fact that in the Naked Now, like, they came this close to fight. They were were drunk, though. Yeah, but I mean, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) The weird, horny Picard noise. That's like the only good part of that episode is that noise. No, there's a couple good parts in that episode, Uh, I think. But no, in this episode, but, I, I mean, Data's me. in it. Mm-hmm. I wrote very loudly in my notes, sentimental bullshit. It <laughs> wasn't really loud when you wrote in that in your notes. Space. I don't know why you were screaming <laughs> as you wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, Bev mentions that she could see his dreams. That would be like future yeah. entertainment. Yep. Like. You could just rig up people who have like weird lucid dreams and watch them. Mm. Like yes. that would that would be their HBO. That's not creepy. See, at all. I, mean, I feel like though that could backfire if like you know, like someone's a professional dreamer. But I mean, everyone occasionally like literally just the dream one day is just guys just sitting there scratching his ass. That's the whole dream. <laughs> Eight hours, just kind of kind of just sitting there bored. Mm. A friend mm. of mine once it was amazing. Talking about one of the best dreams she ever had. Oh yeah, no, I literally just dreamt one day I was sitting around, had a bag of Doritos. I ate the bag. I woke up. I was really happy. Yeah, the, whole, the, the physical bag or the contents of the bag? Yes. The, the, the contents. Oh, yeah. oh man. Wow. Speaking of snack foods. All right. What's that? <laughs> I got to plug I got to plug something. Have we oh. found brims yet? No, but I got to plug I got to plug something on the yeah. show. Not a paid ad, but I'm going to mention it because I've been eating them lately and they're fucking glorious. They are Snyder's. Now, I'm not usually a Snyder's pretzel I fan. I like Snyder's. I'm fine with Snyder's, but I go... I buy I, Snyder's sometimes. I go for... If, if it's my choice, I go for rolled gold. I love I do like Snyder's, mm. but, like, if I'm, like, in the store and it's, we like... We have to break up. I'm sorry. Now, I know, I know wow. rolled gold is a PepsiCo product, but then again, what isn't... There's something satisfying. Well, apparently... They oh. just they have, like, a buttery flavor to them yeah, yeah. that I like. I looked it up. Apparently, Orangina is a Dr. Pepper Snapple group product. That's my... Fa- oh. That's a good group. I look, did not... Um, look but, up Orangina now. <laughs> I like that you were about to excuse, like, explain yourself. Like, you know, that's... Oh, wait. I see man. what happened. Um, but anyway, Snyder's has these... Uh, I don't know if they're new there. or I just had them recently because someone at work brought them in. Dinner. But they're like little like quarter-size pretzel discs mm-hmm. with a pizza-flavored filling You love the pizza-flavor, don't you? I fucking you? love it. And it reminds me a lot of combos. Combos, yep. It's basically combos, but... It's like for some reason it's way better. I think and like, you can pretend you that it's not these? fucking garbage because I mean, it's it like is, pretzels. I mean, but so is combo. Are these in your office? They're not in the house. No, they're, yeah, there's somebody brought them into work. <laughs> it's like, like I don't allow I, that trash. It was, in my it was house. like a family size bag intended for like several families. No, it was it was like I looked at the serving size. I only ate four or five servings. <laughs> so, but it was delicious. So we're talking combos, but Oreos. Comboreos. Comboreos. Yeah. Delicious. Ouroboreos. So Wikipedia corrects me. 
Right. Apparently, Orange, uh, Orangina is owned by three... <laughs> you almost said it again. <laughs> by three different companies. Yeah. Since November 2009, Orangina has been owned by Suntory in most of the world. Okay. Who you may know as the Japanese whiskey makers. Mm-hmm. From that movie there. In the United Lost States. Lost in translation? Yes, thank you. In the United States, the brand has been owned by the Dr. Pepper Snapple Group. Right. Now Keurig Dr. Pepper since 2006. Keurig is that big now? I guess so. In Canada, destroying the, world. the brand yep. is owned by Canada Dry Mots Inc. So oh. it is owned by three different companies. Most of the world it's Suntory. In the U.S. it's another company. In Canada it's another. So you're saying it's split into two different factions. Or three yeah. Different no, factions they, really. It, it this actually ties in. It's crazy. Wow. That's pretty cool. This episode is the most Orangina-ish episode of TNG. <laughs> I like that Jake is now like... Like annoyed with this topic of conversation, like he didn't fucking start it. I, He's like, oh yeah, actually, isn't, no, that, I, isn't that fucking incredible? After he just told us about fucking combos for twenty minutes, oh, like oh, yeah, who owns Orangina? Yeah, who gives a rat's fuck? You got any other fucking any other fucking Ritz cracker ripoffs you can tell us about? Oh, we got all night, you know. Yeah, there's we no cheese filling in Ritz. There's no, no they make the, well, the mini, little mini ones, ritz yeah. with the chiz. They do. It tastes like ass, though, compared to the... How do you know? You eat a lot of ass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I do. What's wrong with that? All right, yeah, so, yeah. Um, right. meanwhile, <laughs> Star Trek. Meanwhile, Star Trek. Star Trek. Oh, yeah. no. So, honestly, I don't... I haven't... I've seen one out of the four TNG movies, so I, for, I don't... I know that it's hinted somewhere that they explore the relationship more in the movies. No. Mm. Question marks? No, they don't. Okay, great. No, they, I thought they did try. But it is, it is, it is explored and maybe you're thinking in all good things it's Oh, addressed. maybe. I don't remember. Yeah, but I do know that they, they had to cut down a lot of the romantic plot in this. Like there was going to be like a kissing scene by that campfire and all this shit. Uh, and they lessened it so that they wouldn't have to make them a thing in the movies. <laughs> they uh, let, uh. It was going to be a whole camping scene. But then, but then, then they then, wanted to okay, sing. That, that they I'm wanted really, to row, row your boat and row. I'm really, that I'm really, really Martian, confused Martian. about <laughs> all good things. Because I don't want to spoil it because it's great episode but, i mean you do you but do there's like some it. shit in all good things it's like if they didn't want to make picard and bev a thing for the movies then they made some odd choices for yeah the finale. there's a few things in all good well mm, I, i'm definitely not gonna be a spoiler guy i don't even, i'm not even on this podcast but yeah there's there's a Troy certain dies <laughs> well <laughs> um yeah, yeah no this, this episode yeah was weird i think like you said andy like it's just it's it's fanfic it yeah. is, and I enjoyed all the parts of it that were like, you know what, this is fanfic, Whoa. screw it. But it's but fantastic. It is. is. It? No, it's fanfic, that's cute. It's fan-fine-fic. It was good, but I, I enjoyed all the parts that were fanfic-y. I didn't, the way they got to it was convoluted and dumb. Yeah. And why is the Federation accepting half of this planet or any of this planet? Yeah. Kind of, right? Like, definitely something to, I've it's definitely dilithium. To just watching fanfic on TV. Maybe that's what it is. Because I've been watching Discovery, the Discovery, yeah. hey. the, the Orville, yeah. and the last three seasons of Game of Thrones. And it's basically, <laughs> well, yeah. it's yes. all fanfic yeah. all the time on TV these days. So maybe I'm just desensitized to it. What yeah. if the dragons had a baby? <laughs> <laughs> Did the dragons have a baby? I wish. Uh, so, why is Picard making out with the Jonas Brothers? I want to know. <laughs> 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 oh my yeah real real person feck is a thing nah nah yeah that's true alright cool well we're gonna tie this one up in a nice little bow I think unless anybody has anything else to add to these I episodes I know we I know we hear more from Nick Sagan I had to think about it for a second because he does some more writing for us does he get better what what episodes did he, he do he writes uh, Bloodlines nope he does a bunch of Voyager <laughs> Nope. <laughs> uh, I don't know what episode. I didn't yeah, write down no. which episodes. There were a couple of them. Did you do that on self? No. I don't... That one's okay. That's a great episode. Yeah, actually. that one's really good. Actually, yeah, that's a... F- that's that's a scene. Remember I said there's only like a handful of season seven episodes? I wasn't counting that on self. That's a great episode. Yeah. Um, of this season? Of this of season. PNG? Yes. Yes, it's fantastic. Okay. Anyway, and you'll like it because it's a data episode. So. Ooh. So the kiss How many datas? Only one. Only one data. <laughs> So the kiss prick aren't getting to the Federation, but maybe the psychics are. I feel like their reports can yeah, be maybe. more favorable. Oh, it's oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's the connection between those that I hadn't really. Yeah, really they're considered. both. They're both talk about joining the Federation. Well, not it's just also, no, no, no. Are they talk, joining the Federation? I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's I what they. That that's what they I thought, I thought the, they were just the, learning language. No, no, that it was so they could enter into oh. the negotiations. Yeah. But no, just the fact that like 
the what are the name of the aliens from the last the Karen. The Karen are their existence all the time is basically what Bev and Picard had. Yeah, in this episode, true. thinking yeah. about Picard's butt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, if you like look at Dark Page in the previous episode, it's all about dreams and it's yeah. about like yeah, yeah. interpreting. It's kind of interesting how this season it's it's threads. Week. It's yeah. like it's like it's like they did word association. Well, they do that a lot. It's I mean, it's not the their first time. Room. We've we've yeah. had lots of like times where it's like, oh, here's a couple episodes about kids. Here's a couple episodes yeah. about like. Mind fuckery. Here's yeah, about family a couple episodes we didn't know about, about oh. Jordy's beard. Ooh. Well, That's continuing good. along in the theme of uh, episodes about aliens, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to meet very few a- of those. We're going to meet some aliens next week in Force of Nature and Inheritance. No, it's a Force of Nature. And Inheritance. Those are coming up next week on our show, A Star to Star to Start. Yep. <laughs> Until... I wish that was the name of our podcast, just A Star to Star Star. Stupid superstars. <laughs> All right, so ne- that's next time on our show. Ooh, The Force of Nature f- having first aired on my birthday. Yay! Uh, in Happy 1993. Birthday. Thank you. I don't think this is the As first birthday episode either. Well, if, it, if this aired on my birthday, then I'm guessing that um, last week's, one of last week's episodes was on Not your birthday. they skipped it. Oh, they skipped your birthday? Skipped Those it. sons of fucks. Because uh, <laughs> we're exactly, we're exactly three weeks. Yeah, there we go. Oh, apart. We're all, Our birthdays are always on the same day of the week. Well, that's cool. Huh. Well, that's a bummer for you because I got a... Star Trek birthday. Yeah, and it's Force one? of Nature. Oh, no, it wasn't. <sighs> Nothing next week is good. It'll be fine. Anyway, well, Average. that's next time. Until then, you can find and like our play cast yep. on <laughs> Star Trek. Yup. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at such... Such a bee.com. What just happened? Are you having I'm trying to remember stroke? the thing. SSHB podcast. SSHB podcast. SSHB what? The SSB podcast. HB. Spoken language is difficult. It is. It really is. I'm beaming the information directly to your brain. And then also on Fumbler. Fumbler. Facebook. Fumbler feels like. It might be like some kind of weird. It's a football blog. Nah, I was thinking like uh, sort of like an OK Cupid type of. I don't know why. For awkward people. For, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I like turtles. Turtles are okay. It's actually not a bad idea. Let's anyway, do it. We'll so we're on Facebook. Search Star to Steer by. You can download the podcast on Twi- iTunes and. Google and SoundCloud and anywhere else the podcasts are found on the internet, preferably on the ground on the side no of the highway. No one has yet taken us up on the self-signed uh, envelope. Did that go out? Did that get cut? I did that episode go out? Yeah, I'm honestly not the, positive. The what? I I made an offer in a previous episode that if you send a self-signed envelope, self-addressed, self-addressed stamped envelope. Sorry, self-signed. That's a totally different thing. A self-addressed stamped envelope and some amount of money, I don't remember what it was, that we would burn you a CD of one of our shows and mail it to you. But I realized that... You have to have listened to the show to know. It would also have to be a... You can't just send any envelope because if you send a regular like number 10 envelope, we're going to have to fold the CD in half. They don't work really well once you've done that. And they don't. So if you could send it like... Send us like one of those mailers, like one of those CD mailers, like Netflix. Send us your Netflix yeah. Send us your Netflix. Are we on passwords. Netflix? Is our podcast on Netflix? Yet? It is not because we are not a true crime podcast. <laughs> oh. I mean, we could kill Andy and then become a true crime podcast. Wow. Ooh, Things like just it. got oh, weird. So Wrap it Wouldn't up. That be Wrap crazy? it up, Jake. Wouldn't that be crazy no, that's, that's if it really turned out that really Sarah dead. Koenig actually killed the girl from Serial? She did. Damn it. Yeah. NPR secret. Craziest so. twist. Anyway. <laughs> ah, all right. Anyway, that's all I got. My name has been Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. This has been Andy. Fuck you all. Yeah. Sarah Kaney is secretly Chekhov's daughter. Yeah. I think she is. Mm-hmm. That's where she came from. Really? 
from the loins of You're Walter. You're lying. Wow. Um, Sprung directly from Oh, I have head. a Walter Caning story. No, what? you don't. No I actually do. A friend of mine does. <laughs> no, you don't. I'm going to tell it quick. I'm going to tell it okay. quick. I'm going to tell it quick. Uh, <laughs> you can either include this or not, but I think it's worth including. Cool. So a friend of mine from work was telling me how his wife, who's also not a Star Trek fan, much like Andy's wife, but who he is a Star Trek fan. He was trying to get her into Star Trek and there just happened to be a Star Trek convention at the Heinz Convention Center in Boston. Why didn't we go to this? I don't know. We probably should have, but we didn't. And uh, so he bought tickets and they made like, you know, they they got like, not like costumes, but like they they dressed up a little and he, you know, he got his wife a, a fake, you know, Spock suit or whatever and you know so they dressed up but of course as you know as anyone in this area knows the Heinz Convention Center is connected to the Prudential Center Mall Mm. so they before they went in they went to eat food at the food court in the mall and this old man walks up to them and says excuse me where are the nuclear vessels no he says excuse me I'm looking for the Star Trek uh, do you know how to get to the, the, the Heinz Convention Center? I'm looking for the Star Trek Convention. And my friend's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. We're going there, too. So they uh, so they walk with this this man. and I, uh, hope I, I hope this is going where I think it's and going. They, and, like, and the old man's like, I don't think it's this way. And he's like, no, no, it's definitely this way. And like they're, like they're walking with this guy over to the, the, the convention center. And they get there. And, and I think maybe they had just left. I don't know. Whatever. But the, I don't know how the full story went. It's a secondhand story. Anyway, the... Uh, at the end, they're like, "Yeah, it's right. It, it's right through there. You can't miss it." And the guy's like, "Thank you." And the, and my friend's like, "No problem. It was a pleasure to help you." Yeah. And then they go back to get their food at the food court. And it wasn't until he went into the Star Trek convention <laughs> that he realized that the old man he was talking to was Walter Koenig, nice. who was clearly just trying to be let, like was must have thought he was the most. Either the most fair weather fan, <laughs> or just like, like what Wal- does Walter, Walter look like s- these days? He oh. looks like Walter. He, he looks, looks like yeah. Damn. He looks like an older version of Walter. Yeah, I was gonna say, but like yeah. a worse version of Walter. Yeah. Well, he's got he's bald now, and he's yeah. sort of, but he, he's but still like, Walter King. He's, yeah. he's he recognizable. The wig, the wig is still around, right? That's true. He could wear his monkey's wig anyway. Or that's Picard's a wig. funny secondhand story <laughs> about my friend meeting that's Walter cool. Koenig. And not knowing that he met Walter going Koenig. to literally going to the Star Trek convention and not knowing who Walter he Koenig is. Well, he, he knew. He, he just said didn't he... like. He didn't for some whatever reason. He like he knew it was him after the fact. Uh, no, that's what I'm saying though. Like, if he'd known in the fact, he could have said, "I think it's an Alameda." Uh. Uh, anyway, and then Chekhov would have bludgeoned him to death. Are we done yet? Something. <laughs> I yeah, think we're so. done. We're, we're done. done. Wrap it up. Right. We're already back hey. in the yellow, so the second episode's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Bye. <laughs>